Welcome everyone to the Man Cave Huddle, episode 109. Normally, I've been on audio only, the podcast version, but I've decided to level up my game. Use this period of time amidst this pandemic to try and give you some video. I know I'm not the good looking guy that y'all gonna wanna see in this episode, but who you're looking at right now is a super connector. Who you're looking at right now is an influencer. My man is a TV personality, one of old favorite to have it to hold Charlotte. He was one of the stars in that show. Yeah, what, Greenleaf and all that song? He was on that network. A model. My boy is the commercials. He's an actor. <laughs> Most importantly, this is one of my A1 day one friends. I'm talking about before Nikes was even cool. That's how long we've known. We've been at the bus stop. That's how far back we go in elementary school. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> men and ladies, let me introduce you to my boy, my brother, Yandrick Fraser. What's up, my man? Talk to Wow. Me. Wow. Woo. That is, that is spectacular, man. I appreciate that intro. Badass. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, man, I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm excited to see you in your elements. You've been the king of sports and sports knowledge and stats, statistician, all of that, man. So um, this is you, man. This is you, and, and, and I'm looking forward to see this thing explode because it's going to happen. I appreciate it, man. Um, you know, since we was kids, you know me, I was always the one recording games, watching them yep. on Sundays and Mondays. Exactly. Just to learn. But I mean, um, you know, back to talking about the pandemic and whatnot, we've all had so much time on our hands to spend yeah. with, with whomever. Um, you know, what are some of the shows that you've been binge watching while you've been in seclusion with the fam or whatever? Tell me some of the things that you've been doing or watching, I should say. Yeah, our, our quarantine shelter in place, uh, you know, movie list, um, I would have to say, I, I rewatched Game of Thrones, mm. um, all eight seasons. I got into um, this series called Vikings. It's bad ass. It's called okay. Vikings. Vikings, um, okay. And also C, S-E-E, -E, on Prime, on, um, on Apple Plus. It is really good. So, those three have um, taken up a lot of my time. Um, but now, you know, sports are, sports are back, and, and my, my focus is on that and, and seeing what, what, what we're going to do with um, the rest of the world and the rest of sports. Are we, are we bringing sports back and, and, and in what fashion from, you know, from MLS to MLB to, to NBA to NFL? So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Just, um, we just got to take the right steps. All right. So, um, look, I got you all here. I mean, I, I, we got through all the hoopla. We ran through the hoops. I said, hello, how you yeah. doing? What's up? Let's talk serious biz. Now, um, the NBA has been on, the restart has been on for, you know, a week now. So with what you've seen in the NBA restart, the regular season, and I'm not talking about like the the the, the warm up, the preseason. I'm talking about like the real, actual the two seed, the two weeks they're gonna have before the playoffs. 
What are your thoughts on what you've seen in the NBA restart? It's um, it's it's great to see it back. Um, a lot of players have, a lot of players took the time, took the time off to stay in shape, and um, they did what they could to you know to do their own home workouts and um, and work out within the parameters that were set by the state, the governor, the um, the NBA, etc. Um, there's there's some you can tell there's some sluggish some some players still need to get their legs up under them like lebron he's um you know he had 16 points the night before last um or two nights ago and 20 um 20 last night so you can tell that he's that he's sluggish that he's not you know the lebron that that we're accustomed to seeing um so so there's there's some of that that's still happening there's some rust that needs to be um knocked off um, but there's, I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm, I think this, I think the defense is still somewhat suspect across the board. Um, there's some, there's some high numbers across the board and in, in, um, I, I haven't done the math or look, look at the stats yet, but it, it appears that there, that there are more offensive high scoring games than usual. Um, so I, I, I want to take, I want to pay more attention to that. I'm, I keep looking this way because the Lakers game is on right now and the Lakers are playing Utah. <laughs> I know. So, um, I know. You my bro. I know what you're doing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I think um, there's some of that. So I think, I, I think throughout this week, people are going to – these players are going to knock this rust off and start, and start really playing. I'm happy to see um, um, Giannis. He's balling hard. He had 35 or 37 or something his first game. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, what's his uh, Russ at 31 last night? Uh, Houston's looking good. The Lakers are still on top, um, despite um, their loss the other night. But um, we're 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 doing okay. I think the league is I think the league is 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 back and the players are back. The uh, our superstars are looking good. Now, um, as I've been watching the NBA in their restart, I just wanted to see from the visual optics perspective what the game was going to look like, these arenas, how it was going to be. And, you know, obviously it's a basketball court with the social distancing and you're looking at the officials, the scorekeeper and the media and just the way, and even the players, them sitting six feet apart on the benches. Now, initially, I know they didn't have fans whatsoever, but then you could see behind the benches how they have the walls and it's kind of like a big Zoom meeting of fans on the wall. Now... Right. It's cool to have fans on the wall that you can see the wall and see people cheering and clapping when you do something good. But, you know, with truly no real home court advantage, because, you know, it's like the players sleeping in your own bed, driving, having that routine of going to that spot for breakfast, driving the same way you go to work, parking in that same parking spot, the team colors, you walk into the arena, and, and just having, like, those crazy fans maybe cursing at the away bus when the bus drives. You're not getting any of that. So you really, it, it feels like, not in a negative way, it feels like, like a, a glorified AAU tournament. With yeah, no, that, yeah, the no it, home court. Right, and you just quoted what Doc Rivers said um, a few nights ago, and he and he's on he's on point with that. It is totally a glorified AU game. I've 
been in the AU circuit for forever. You know, my, my daughter played four years in AU basketball on the highest level. My son's playing two years of AU basketball. And it totally reminds me of that. Um, not too many people in this, not really, not a lot of crowds. You, you play in small gyms across the country. Um, so you might have maybe one or two rows of, of an audience. Um, you're, you're, you don't have any home court advantage. Everybody's playing in a gym in one, in some particular state or, or city. Um, and, um, and it's just teams is coming in and out, you know, next team in, next team, next team out. So it's, it, it's, it, it feels so much like that. Now, um, mm-hmm. now, and I, you know, and I'm wondering, I, I, I haven't gotten enough insight into what these players are thinking and how this is impacting their psyche and how this is impacting That's their... where I was going to go. What do you think about, yeah. like, the role players were... Like, we all know the role players always play good. Like, you know, the, the, the yeah. sixth man, the seventh man coming off the bench. You're going to have that extra energy at home, but on the road, that Lou Williams, he's, he's the, the, the... Oh, we got time. Oh, okay, you came back. I was about to say, we got time out, but you came back. So we're going to keep it going. Like, Lou Williams, he's just, you know, an enigma where he's like a six-starter almost, but most, um, you know, role players, and it's young players, too, that are on the team. How's that going to affect their psyche where there's really no reason to get hyped up? So do you think they'll play better? Will it benefit where it's like we're all on an even playing ground? Or do you think it might actually detract where some players that need that fan energy to hype them up, do you think that not being there could affect players as well? Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're going to see a little bit of both. Um, you know, some players, some players need that that you know some players play better when they're when they're home some players play better when they're away some players just need that crowd need that um that extra energy that you know that cheer in a crowd to get them going um some players actually might play better because um they're not as shy or timid or feel or they feel um um intimidated because there's you know they're playing uh you know a, they're playing in front of thousands of people that are right there in front of them. Um, I, you know, this is, this is really when coaches in preparation, coaches getting their, their teams prepared. This is when coaches yeah. really make their money. Yeah. This, is, this is the time when coaches are really, where coaches really need to be coaches now and really, really show yeah. that, they're, that, that they can be successful in getting these guys prepared um, and having them prepared psychologically um, getting their minds ready, getting their minds prepared for this, the practice in in this type of in the same type of environment, getting used to that, and um, and, and them collectively understanding the um, the 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 ultimate goal and where you know of where they need to be now. And you know, these teams that are in the top that are in the top eight, top five, top six, these teams, for the most part, these guys are already used to being in this, in this space. And they understand that around this time of the year, it's, it's, it's crunch time. So, you know, if if you're not, you should be as a player, as an NBA player, you should be in this mode mentally anyways, because you know, that playoffs, 
playoffs is right around the corner. So you, mm-hmm. so you've got to, so you've got to be like, you should have that switch as a professional player anyhow to, um, to get you through this and over the hump. Do you think leadership amongst, and I don't mean leadership, like to your point, coaching, I think is, you know, the great coaches are really going to come out and show up and blow up the X's and those guys. But more right. so, do you think individual player leadership on teams, teams that have like a Kawhi Leonard, teams that have uh, a Giannis, that have a LeBron James, that have a Chris Paul, where to your point, they could say, look, we're in this bubble, but this is the mindset we got to have approaching every game because when the playoffs come, it's going to be that much more ramped up. In your opinion, do you feel that leadership is even more valuable in the NBA bubble? Uh, totally, totally. I mean, not just, not just verbal, but by action. You know, you're, you're practicing, you're seeing Kawhi, you're seeing LeBron, you're seeing um, Russ and all these top guys being prepared. They're, people are in this bubble. They might feel, maybe, maybe they might um, slack off a bit or what have you, but you've got players that are consistent, consistent in their preparation, consistent in how they play, consistent in their practice. And, um, and teammates are seeing that. Teammates are seeing, oh, these guys are out here busting their tails trying to prepare. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, I got to step it up. These guys, you know, these guys are dialed in. These guys have, have I'm, I'm, you know, I'm watching Kawhi um, play practice on another level because this, this is like, you know, it's crunch time now. So that's, the players are seeing that and they're, they should, they should play into that and follow that lead. So I, I totally, I mean, especially now more than ever with, you know, with the bubble and with the, with the situation that these players are in with this new, um, with this new field, this new world that, what, that we're in called the NBA bubble, leadership is more important than, than anything. Now, um, I want to ask you the, the money question right now. And um, obviously, it's, it, you know, you mentioned it earlier. It's a little sluggish. Players don't have their legs underneath them. The rhythm, the chemistry, they're going to really need these two weeks for the team that we know are going to qualify for the playoffs. They're going to need the two weeks just to get to knock some of that rust off. Um, Who do you feel has a legit shot at winning the NBA bubble championship this year? I'm talking when the playoffs start. This is going to be, what are we going to call it? The bubble chip? I mean, something like that. But right, I mean, right. um, who do you think has a legit like teams? I, I I don't want like one yeah. team. Who do you feel are the couple teams that have yeah. a legit shot at winning the bubble chip? So um, you know, of course, the obvious, the 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 Western and Eastern standing standing uh, top teams. You've got Milwaukee. You've got the Lakers. Um, of course, those guys. But um, I think Milwaukee, with Giannis being the MVP right now. He's going to be the MVP of this season. Um, he's just playing, you know, everybody, you know, we talk about players that came in and had their leg, didn't have their legs up under them. He, I mean, he came out screaming, came out like a bat out of hell. And um, he's, he didn't, leave, he didn't leave off at all. So he's, I think he's going to finish up strong. He's got his team where they need to be. Um, I think he's going to get that MVP. I think he's playing at a different level. Um, and he's playing mentally at a different level. He's just, he's more confident in himself. He's more confident in his three-point shot. 
Uh, his averages are, are higher than they've ever been. Um, so we're seeing a different threat in the Milwaukee Bucks that we haven't seen, and in, 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 in and he's got a supporting cast like no other. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I, I don't I, 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 if I had to put money on it, I'd say that they'd make it to the Western Conference Finals and take Milwaukee to a, you know, to a game seven, to a you game the, six. You mean the Clippers? Because you said Western no. Conference Finals. So you're talking like the Lakers would so, make it to I'm the sorry. NBA Finals. Yeah, I, I'm saying the Lakers would make it to the NBA Finals. Okay. To, would, would make it to the let – me, let me clarify what I was saying. They'd, they'd win the Western Conference Finals and make it to the NBA Finals mm-hmm. and, um, and take Milwaukee to, you know, a, possibly a Game 7, but, but lose. Um, I mean, I'd love to see them win, but if I had to put money on it, I would. I just have to. I, I've got to say that Milwaukee is they're they're clicking. Um, they're strong and and super confident. Um, you know, of course, you don't want to bet bet against LeBron, and I don't ever want to bet against my own team. But I, I just I just want to be clearly objective and say that I think they make it to the finals and lose. I think they play against. Either the, either the Clippers or Houston. I think Houston is looking really strong. Looked strong last night. Um, and uh, I, I, but again, James, but James Harden, you know, he's he doesn't have the best track record when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to you know the playoffs. So so you know, are, are we going to see a different James Harden? I don't know. So you know, that's going to be the X factor for that team. Um, but I think I think still. Uh, Houston Clippers, um, Milwaukee on the uh, Milwaukee uh, on the East, and, and potentially I'd say I'd say I'd say Boston, Boston and um, Boston and Milwaukee. I, I, I like how Toronto looks. Uh, I think they, I think it's full, fool's goal. I'm not sure if uh, if they're going to be that strong in the playoffs. Um, I like how Philly looks, but um, I just think Boston will edge Philly. Um, but eventually, it's going to be Milwaukee coming out coming out the East. Now, you know, when you were talking about your beloved Lakers, I want everybody to know that's watching this. Yajik is not one of those fake Laker fans. He's not one of those like, oh, y'all got Kobe. This guy was a was a Laker fan since Kareem, since that's Magic. Right. He was there when the Nick Van Nexel, Eddie Jones, Elder Campbell, all the real Laker fans remember those eras. Those yeah, that's right. And I've got, I've got, I've got the posters, I've got the posters in my room to, to prove it. Yeah, man. And you was there prior to the Kobe era, post-Kobe era, God rest his soul. Right, right. And now with this, you know, brief LeBron period. But you did mention some, um, you know, concern that you have what are some of the concerns that you have with the Lakers you know entering the playoffs and you said that in your opinion that they would they could take the the buck to game seven but not win what are some of your concerns that you have with them um I think I think for one um I haven't seen LeBron strong yet I want to see how strong he'll be um I don't I, I'm going to say this, and, and, and you know what it is. This is tech, this is technology right now. 
you breaking up a little bit because this is karma saying, don't do it, Yajit. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm crazy about it, but right, <laughs> right. As you know, as a as a diehard Lakers fan, um, you know, I I jokingly say, you know, we we didn't get we didn't get that um, we didn't get the the Miami Heat LeBron James. We got we got the Washington Wizards Michael Jordan. That's what we got. We got we got the Michael Jordan. We didn't, you know, Mike, you know, Michael was Michael with the Bulls. When he, when he got to the Wizards, he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was he was you great. Know, like a uh, third version, he was kind of depleted. You know, he was almost out of it. It's LeBron James. We didn't get the high flying. You know, the the uh, you know the you know come out of nowhere. Just uh, LeBron James. We didn't get that player. So I'm hoping he's got more in the tank. Um, but it all starts with him. And I, and I think we've always had an issue defensively, so I want to see how we do there. Um, our, our point guard play hasn't been the best. Rondo is not there. He's hurt. Um, so I, I think if, if, there's an, if there's a weakness that we have, it's, it's, it's our point guard play at this point. I think we've got a really good backcourt, um, I mean, a really good uh, frontcourt, but our backcourt is, is, um, is a little suspect. LeBron's got to do too much. He, you know, he wants to he's he's running the point and he's you know he's playing 11 different positions Feels he like shouldn't it. have to if we're gonna win if we're gonna win we need to we need to have a legitimate strong point guard especially against guys like milwaukee especially it's against guys like um like the clippers when i'm watching the lakers play um, I think they have a lot of the ingredients. I think the loss of Rondo is really going to hurt on the defensive side. But I think, um, for me, what I want to see from the Lakers in the playoffs and if they qualify for the finals, what they're going to have to do is they're going to need to find within that roster that they currently have guys that can defend the three-point line. That's A. And B, I think what LeBron is doing is he wants Anthony Davis to be the dude that gets like 30 points, 40 points throughout the game. LeBron is just close to have them 20 points just to keep the team within reach. But I think the Lakers need to find a third guy that they could count on for 15 to maybe 20 points. That could be that, all right, um, LeBron, like, like Anthony Davis is on the bench, maybe in foul trouble or he's taking a break. Maybe Kyle Kuzma can step up and get a couple buckets. Or LeBron is off because he needs a break. And maybe it's Kuzma and Anthony Davis that take reign and could just sustain. Because too many times I feel with LeBron James' team, when he leaves the court right. and he goes right. to the bench, everything falls apart. And then he has that look on his, on his face like, damn, bro, I can't even get water without everything falling apart. All right, man, let me get back in the game. So I think that's, for me, what, I, what, what I'm seeing with the Lakers. <laughs> But, I mean, when you look at the Western Conference, right? Yeah, I can agree um, with that. Well, you don't or you do? No, I know. I said I can agree with that. Okay. Because at the beginning of the season, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, I think we all said that Kyle Kuzma was going to be that third player. Kyle was going to be that, that third guy, you know, that's, that's getting things going when LeBron's sitting down. And he, and he just hasn't been. He just hasn't been. Now – when we talk about the Western Conference, there's a whole bunch of great teams. You got, um, obviously, you got the Clippers, you got the Lakers, you got Houston, you got, um, you know, a surprising Oklahoma City Thunder team. 
But that eighth seed in the Western Conference is currently being held by the Memphis Grizzlies. But you got teams like the Spurs, New Orleans, the Kings. You got teams like, although the Suns, I don't think, will get the AC, they're, te- they're mathematically still in it. If you had to gamble one of your paychecks and say, this team is going to be the AC in the Western Conference, who do you think is going to be that team? Yeah, I think I think it would be I think it would be the Blazers. The Blazers. I didn't even talk about them. Yeah. You, yes. Speak okay, on it. Little. Can you see? All right, cool. I lost you for a second. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Blazers. So you look at standings. Um, the 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 Grizzlies lost night. Um, the Blazers are there are thir- there are two wins behind the Grizzlies. Um, you look at the the schedule that the Blazers have. The Blazers have a really good chance of of winning their next two, three or four games um, easy. The Spurs are going to have a bit of a challenge with their games. I think that I think just in terms of schedule alone, I think the Blazers have a better chance. Um, and then, then of course, Damon is just that guy that turns it on during this time. So it, that's going to give them some time to roll in. Um, the Grizzlies are going to roll out. I just, just, is, that's just going to happen with them. They've got a strong, they've got a strong schedule ahead of them. Um, and um, and and I think, I think, I think the, I think um, they're gonna, obviously they're going to run into a buzzsaw when they play against. Um, the first seed, first yeah, and second Lakers. seed, with that being um, the Lakers or or um, the Clippers. But still, um, it's going to be exciting. But, yeah, I think I've got them getting into that eighth spot. You know, I completely forgot about Portland. It's like when I look at Portland, I saw them play the other day, and you got Dame Dollar. He's capable of going 50. And you got all those other parts right. that were missing. But I think what I saw the other day is um, – a lot of New Yorkers love Carmelo Anthony. Personally, myself, I don't want to. I thought he was done because in the new NBA, it's not ISO ball anymore. We're cleared out. Let me back you down and do what I do. The ball's going to move. It's going to go left to right. It's about driving and kicking. You'll get your shots, but just be ready and always be in ready position when you're outside of the three-point line. And I saw that the other day with him. When he knocked down two critical three-point field goals, and I said, you know what? If Carmelo can embrace, I don't need to score 20 to 30 points for my team to win. I can be that guy that scores. I can be the Robert Ory. Well, I can score nine points, but it's the three back-breaking threes that make our team win. If he embraces right. being Robert Ori, Carmelo Anthony, he can play a couple more years. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I agree 100%. I think he, I think he needs to be, um, well, in, in order for them to be successful, he's got to be a bit of a stronger player than just, just that shooter that like Robert Ori was. I, they need him for his rebounding because he's, he's, he's a great rebounder. Yeah, he's a So they need, him, they need him for his presence inside the paint. Um, and to play more defense, and so if he can give them, uh, if he can give them more rebounds and 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 more of those three point shots, more of those outside shots, and you know those slick jumpers that he's got, um, be somewhere around, you know, somewhere around sixteen, eighteen, 
a game, um, I think I think they do well. Now, um, we've been talking, and you said a lot of teams earlier regarding the um, the, the the East as well as the West. Give me a surprise team that nobody's – I don't want to say nobody's really talking about because if you qualify for the playoffs, everybody's talking about you. But give me a team that you think could be a surprise team, not the, 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 the Bucks, not the Clippers, not the Lakers, that could get white hot during this playoffs and make the finals and potentially steal the bubble chip. Who do you think that could be? I got my so team. A, I want to hear what you think. Uh, it could I'm be a couple, by the way. It could be a couple. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be completely realistic about this. And, and I can put money on this. The way that the NBA is set up, and, and you and I, we've watched the NBA for so long, that rarely ever happens. If uh, You just don't see – you just rarely see a team that, you know – came out of nowhere it was like a cinderella story or you know it's not like the ncaa where you know, a team gets red hot and they make it through and they like win gonzaga and they yeah right it just it just doesn't happen like that in the nba i i i don't recall i don't recall when that when that's ever happened you know a team that just came out of nowhere i think the only, the last time that i remember was when the lakers lost to the pistons everybody knew that the lakers were Everybody thought the Lakers would win, and then you got you know Chauncey Billups and and, and his yeah. and his and his five. They not they didn't just win, but they ran them off the court. Um, but but still, they they were there, uh, and everybody expected them to 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 make it to that point. I I, I don't you know I I can't think of a team. You know, I look at you. You think about the standings. You think about um, uh, the the East. You've got You've got um, uh, you've got Philly, you've got Boston, and those guys. Those guys could potentially make it, but you know, I think that's not answering the question. You want somebody that's like a total sleeper, um, you know, because those guys could be could have chances of, of winning and, and 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 getting out there. Um, I would say that a sleeper, if they got red hot, they've got the tools, they've got. Um, you know, all of the tools necessary to do, to to make it out there. I would say, I like Boston. Mm-hmm. I like Boston. I think I think they've got I think they've got great coaching, great coaching. I think they have a strong um, bench. They matched up well. Um, if they were to play against the Lakers, they've got wing players. They've got size. Um, Kimba Walker's a great point guard. You know, you've got folks, you've got, as I mentioned earlier, the weakness in the Lakers is point guard play. Kimball Walker would eat them up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a chance to, 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 to dethrone someone like the Lakers, a team like the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd go with them. I'd go with them. Like, when I look at um, the East and the West, when the whole bubble thing started, initially, I said, you know what? Um, I look at a team like the 76ers. They put um, Ben Simmons back at power forward just so he could be a stretch or maybe create some type of mismatch. You had Joel coming back, and he's going to be healthy if those two guys will be healthy. But, you know, 
that's one team. I also thought of maybe the Miami Heat, and not because of their talent, but just they got Jimmy Butler who could be the adult in the room and kind of be the closer, but they have tremendous shooting. Mm -hmm. They have tremendous shooting. Mm -hmm. And now if you could defend and shoot the three, that gives you a shot. But to your point, you know, when I look at Boston, Boston has the experience, although they started off in the bubble, not on the best start. I think Tatum, we really had to start it off well, but you know, you got you got um Kemba, Jalen Brown, you got Tatum, you got all that experience on that team. That is a team to me I could see sneaking out of the East now that the bubble has started. Because before I was going with Miami and, and Philly, but in the West, what are your thoughts on and when I say hot, I mean hot to the point where I can't believe what I'm seeing. Houston, I don't believe they're doing what they always do. They play that first one to 150 wins. And we always love them. And then when the playoffs start, them threes don't fall. But what about the Thunder? Did anybody think the Thunder would be where they were at the beginning of the season? And I know a big part of it is Chris Paul. And can he sustain his health? Because that's been a major issue with him. And if he could be healthy, I mean, they got, they got you know, a lot of young players were when we spoke earlier in this episode about the leadership that Chris Paul could bring with all those young players. Do you think they could steal something maybe against the Lakers and maybe do something crazy against the Clippers? Yeah, I, I, I like them. I like the Thunders. I, I had, I don't think anybody saw them. Um, what, or I think they're ranked, are they fifth right now? Fourth or fifth in the Yeah, standings? but they're, they're in that mix. They're fourth and yeah. fifth where it's yeah. like them and Utah Jazz would be the right. first uh, matchup. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think um, I think they win that matchup as well. Um, they are impressive. I, I, I shouldn't be surprised because Chris Paul is that guy. And he's, he's beating Father Time and he's, um, his, his leadership, as we talked about earlier, leadership is really what's getting these teams through the bubble at this point. Um, and he's that guy that can do it. So I, I am surprised. Um, and I can see them if they play against Utah. And I think who's under them, hold on here. Okay, I think, and who's, un, who's under them is, um, is, uh, is Dallas, the Mavericks. Yeah. Now, now, now that's the team that I think if they could get red hot, that's, the, that's a scary team. You know, those guys are good, and they can shoot well. Yeah. They're long. Point guard play is great. That I can see Dallas. Good. I can. I can see Dallas beating Oklahoma, beating Oklahoma, beating uh, the Jazz. Um, I, I can see them. I can see them giving um, uh, giving um, uh, Kawhi and them major issues. So, um, so I think Dallas is that team for me. If you want to know who that red hot team would okay. be, if I had to, you know, risk something, I'd say Dallas would be that team to come out. All right. So, sure. well, you, you heard it here, everyone. On the, if it happens, if the Dallas Mavericks wind up playing the Lakers or the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, it's going to be. Don't a dog be fight. surprised. Don't it's be surprised. Be right. So, uh, yeah. Meandre, my brother, man. Uh, Thank you for joining me on my first YouTube episode of the Man Cave Huddle. I'm going to have you on more as the playoffs go on. Get your thoughts and opinions, man. Let's I appreciate your time, man. All right. Um, I want to end this episode like I do with all my episodes with a positive quote. Um, my positive quote for this episode is, 
No struggle comes without lessons. You either get better or you, you either get bitter or you get better. Learn to let go. I'm gonna say that again because I messed up. No struggle comes without lessons. You either get bitter or you get better. Learn to let go. Yandrick, thank you. Everybody, thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.